way to go back to the beginning. Wake up. This is where I am. And this is where I will stay. I will not be moved. Too bad. Hey, 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 uh, hey, Fusco. Yes, Josh. You know what really just shoves a hot poker down my urethra? What's that, Josh? When you're trying to get new players transitioned to pipes, when you're trying to figure out to how to bridge the gap between the practice chanter and the actual physical act of playing a bagpipe, and what steps do you take to get there? You know, fortunately, we have a professional who's going to explain that to us. We do. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have a very special guest today on the Channel Rant Podcast. That's uh, Mr. Joe Brady. Hello! All the way from Raleigh, North Carolina. But before we talk to Joe about all the great things that he's discovered in teaching people to make the transition from the practice chamber to bagpipes, we have a couple things we got to do. First off... I know we missed this last time. <laughs> Apparently, we missed this last time. We got we got some we got some listener mail about it. <laughs> I had no recollection that we missed this. Last uh, time. As it turns out, this is actually an explicit show. So if you are sensitive in the ears, now would be the time to maybe listen to something else. <laughs> and I'm going to give you five seconds to do so. That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. Wow, Joe, that was really That good. was, dude, Joe can hit some harmonies. Dude, you want to be in uh, you Bollocks, be Bollocks and, and Fiddle? fiddle? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, no, 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 thank you. We need a bass. Can you do bass? Yeah, can, uh, how low can how, you go? How big are your balls? That's what's really what we need to know here. <laughs> and, and are they swollen <laughs> from misuse, or is it just a thing, you know, with getting old? No, they just drop. <laughs> they just drop. <laughs> Wait, do you tuck them in? you tuck them in right next to your scheme, do you? <laughs> like a turtle, right? Yes, they just they tuck right in. Hey, like, oh, what's wrong with you too? Is your wife at home? Can we ask yeah, her? Yeah, that's like, can we ask her? Ask. Let's ask your wife about your balls. <laughs> She's uh, downstairs in bed, so fresh home from Barcelona. Oh my goodness! So at least somebody gets to go on vacation. <laughs> no, yeah. When you're a piper, you don't get vacation. Yeah. You just everything you do goes towards. Well, when you're going. when you're a piper, you sincerely hope that you wed somebody who has a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and makes a lot of money. What do you think I'm trying to do? Uh, I'm out yeah, there looking. You're, you're trying to get that. You're trying to get that sugar mama money. <laughs> um, I can't survive on my own. <laughs> hey, I just want to let the listeners know. Um, you can review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to it now. Actually, where do you where do, where do people listen? I I listen to podcasts on Google now because I got a new phone. I used to use Podbean, but now I listen on Google. Yeah. Does it make a difference? I have no idea. I don't think so. Um, you can also send us emails and voicemails to be played on the show. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and like every episode of the Channel Rant Podcast, this episode of the Channel Rant Podcast is brought to you by the 
Chainer Rant store at ChainerRant.com. Grab your Rabbi the Pooh shirts before mm-hmm. they are uh, no longer available. Just like the Joe F.U. Joe Brady shirts Joe went Brady away. Shirts. Yeah, um, they'll, they'll come back. F.U. Joe Brady V2 maybe will come back. By the way, you know who my favorite person is who bought an F.U. Joe Brady shirt? Who's that? Joe's wife. <laughs> she <probably laughs> Joe, your wife, your wife Dr. Bought, bought an F.U. Joe Brady shirt? Dr. Brady has an F.U. Joe Brady shirt, yes. <laughs> well, strangely enough, she has F'd Joe Brady. So. Wow. <laughs> Just saying. True story. Well, Joe F's her every, every weekend when he goes away for band shit. So <laughs> she's probably happy though. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, she's got she's got the well, she's got the new Chanerant FU Joe Brady sticker wrapped right around the vibrator. <laughs> With the glasses on it and everything. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to go back and do that warning again? Should we, should we do the warning? <laughs> should we do the warning again already? Oh my god. Um so we do um okay, so last week we had Andrew Douglas from the Piper's Dojo. Wow, what an amazing show that was. What huh? a great show that was, right? Was it, I don't know, was it good? I didn't listen. It was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like the movie Titanic. Like while you're in there watching it or listening to it, you're uh, you're thinking to yourself, "What the fuck am I doing here? Why am I? Why is this? How, why is this the way I'm spending my time?" Right. But then when everyone's talking about it after- afterwards, you're like, "Yeah, I heard it." <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Was that a was that a solid episode or was it shit? And was it, Andrew it, Moore? Uh, no, um, it was at the beginning. Was really excited. I think I had everyone's interest. I really excited. Really into it. And then suddenly lost all interest. <laughs> <laughs> what point did that happen? Do you remember? As soon as Andrew Douglas starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Come on. Oh. Andrew puts the universe the universe of bagpipes in the palm of your hands. I do I do love Andrew Douglas. And the funniest thing is he you know what I think it was though? He was too much in his own head. Oh, he was super in his own head in the beginning. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he's very much in his own head where he's like, I don't I really don't want to be born. I was like, dude, the trick is to just not give a fuck. <laughs> like, like okay, so so back um, behind the scenes thing here, when we we're in his office, like getting ready to go on and stuff, he's like, he's super like I wouldn't say nervous is the right word, but he was he was definitely there was a lot of anxiety about being yeah. boring, and he yeah. kept talking. I'm like, dude, fuck him, don't like, worry about. Like, it. Guess <laughs> People what? actually like you. One guy yeah. says you're boring. Yeah, guess what, like, man? Like you're gonna get you're gonna get <laughs> negative comments. It, it just happens. Live, the funniest live thing the is the funniest thing is one. One person wrote in. It was one person. And said, <laughs> Andrew Douglas was boring. And we, the next episode, we said, yeah, fuck you, guy. Like, he's our friend. You, you go fuck yourself. Like, we literally just said, like, I don't give a shit about you saying he's boring. Fuck you. He's our friend. And he still, like, he internalizes that in his brain. Yeah. Which, granted, now that we know... Which is now that we know don't, that that's the Don't thing, do it, Josh. Don't do that to him. Oh, my oh, God. We're going to torture him. Yeah, there's no on, way. Don't. Like, here, here's, here's how you know if you're our friend. If we fuck with you constantly... Which this will become that thing. Yeah, like like this. But is he like, told you it goes into his head. Don't do it. Well, he's got the. That's the. I'm mark not gonna. Of I'm a, not gonna fuck with you in a way that doesn't permanently damage your psyche. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> well, that's the mark of a yeah, true, true. <laughs> true safe held self-hating musician. He's way up in his own head. He's about way in his own head. Yeah, <laughs> which is great because now he wants to do a better job, dude. Like you know the things that fucking make me cringe. Like uh, the Colin Armstrong episode still makes me cringe. Yeah, you were terrible. <laughs> you were terrible I, on that one. It makes me cringe when I think about how bad I was. The fucking the, we had the one recently. Um, fairy fucking godmother. I was trying to listen to and i was i shit faced on that one which oh yeah you which really drives bad. me nuts yeah dude yeah. i, I like, have a hard time what? listening to the ones where i'm hammered like guess what <laughs> sometimes you fucking suck <laughs> like yeah it's not all good but you <laughs> know can't all be gold over over the entire course of chain rant's history we'll probably have like 200 something episodes so i don't give a shit well, i mean how much do you one? have to drink where it's a good episode versus 
It's not a good. Well, episode. we really, we really tow that fucking line, Joe, and um, we're we're gonna <laughs> learn. Figure that out tonight. Yeah, we're gonna learn more about that tonight because we're going to Kelly's birthday. Meatloaf Kelly, her birthday t- party is tonight. After this, so uh, we're we're gonna be in real trouble. But let's get in some emails. We gotta we gotta move this show along. Otherwise, it's gonna be like Andrew Douglas all over again. Yeah, we can't have another two hour episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> way too boring. <laughs> so um, we have some emails. Listener mail. We need a jingle. Listener mail. Listener mail. Thanks for we writing, you fucking retards. Listener mail. <laughs> we can't even get a theme song done Dude, yet. we can't even get the fucking theme song done. <laughs> so um, the one that I have on my notes first is from the Beer Sergeant. Is that, that sounds right, right? Okay, here we go. I have no idea who that is. Well, they say this is the Beer Sergeant, so I'm assuming they don't want me to use their, their uh, slave name. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this person writes in. Hello, this is the beer sergeant. Longtime listener, first time messenger hailing from a southern state. Real vague. First of all, I thought the last podcast brought up a lot of good talking points and made me think about what are the qualities of PMs, pipe majors, that I want besides their ability to drink lots of beer and apparently tossing a good salad? Question mark. Wow. I, I, <laughs> Joe tossed a mean salad, by the way. Um, I thought first off, because someone is a great player does not mean they're good at educating. It seems that most people fall into the trap that how the trap of how they were taught. That doesn't necessarily mean it was the best way, right? We mostly get what we know from what we observe from other people when we respect or don't respect, and we model their behavior. This includes PMs after, after all, some of them are learning on the fly. There are so many things encompassed in being a PM, but I will keep it brief. No, you won't. Leadership, I mean good leadership, inspiring people by leading them from the front, organized with the ability to backwards plan from their vision. Oh my god, guys, our listeners are illiterate. Oh, it's terrible. Like, completely. <laughs> backwards plan from their vision of where the band should be on the first competition day, the ability to make practice schedules that constantly evolve from daily or weekly assessments of play, the ability to quality control and play at the same time, giving less experienced players what they need to meet a standard level of play. I've played in about five bands now, and these are things that I've observed from a parade band up to a grade three level. The list is obviously not all-inclusive and does not mention musicianship because in my eyes that should be given for a PM. So long... The beer sergeant. <laughs> you want to you want to include that last part? No, I think that's too specific. <laughs> okay. Um, no, like okay. So I think this this is interesting to me. Uh, this email because I had I had some leadership moments just yesterday. Oh yeah, and a week ago too as well. We, well, a week ago I talked about it on the show. Like we we played a gig that was a fucking disaster. Like right. Like the wheels fell off the bus. <laughs> the bus rolled over. The bus Wheels caught on, on the fire. Bus go round and yeah. round. The bus caught on fire. And that shall not be shall named. Not be named. <laughs> uh, a, bu- a bunch of zebras showed up, climbed on top of the bus after it rolled over and just had explosive diarrhea all over it. <laughs> and then Al-Qaeda blew it up. Like, that's, that's how bad that gig was. But one of the individuals from that gig mm-hmm. played the gig with me last night. Right, okay. And was like... I could tell between that gig and this gig, so it's only been a week, not even, it's been six days at that point, they were like, holy shit, I gotta check myself before I riggedy wreck myself. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, on point. Like, showed up, I could tell they'd been playing, I could tell they'd been playing recently, um, I don't know if they've been playing every day, but I know they've been playing because like the pipes weren't in total fucking shambles. Mm-hmm. Were they a week before? Yeah, yes. Okay. Not, not in total shambles, but like, obviously had not been played probably since the, the concert, the, the concert <laughs> of the last practice yeah 
And so, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, so, like, that's good. Like, I mean, people put their shit together. I, I immediately, so I put everyone in the room. This is a charity gig for um, a, a nonprofit that benefits special needs kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm getting my karma points there, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, can, I, can go, I can go punch a police horse now. <laughs> How much did they pay you, though? Uh, zero. zero. Yeah, yeah no, we do. That's a volunteer wow. thing yeah. for us. No, we've been we doing it for wow. 15 years. Yeah, we do, we've been doing it for 15 years. We do it for the oh, karma. So you do get some karma. Good for you. All yeah, right. Yeah, we do it for the karma points, motherfucker. Come on, Joe. <laughs> and uh, so we we're play not this, complete dicks. We play this gig. I <laughs> show mostly. up. Those show are your up. words, not mine, okay? <laughs> I, Sorry. I, I put them in a room, and I immediately go um, drink find, heavily. Well, no, I didn't drink heavily. Like I went and got a, I got, went and got a drink with our drum major because um, he was there. He's the person who books us for this. And I was just like, hey, like, what's the rundown? Like, What are we doing? Whatever. And then by the time I came back to the room, which was about 30 minutes before we were supposed to play, but about an hour before we were actually going to play, because I found out when I was in the main room that it, everything was back about oh. 15 minutes. Well, as it happens, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Like, I went in. They were like, oh, we, um, we have already put our pipes together. We've already played for a bit. We've warmed up a bit. Um, we sound pretty okay. We could use a little bit of work on our drones. My high hand is a little sharp. Like, I mean, they had notes for me. Like, here, here are the things that we need you to do. Really? And I'm just like, holy shit, dude. Like, people came with their guns loaded. Like, they were, they were not fucking around. Give me an example of something, a note that they had for you. Something that they needed. One of the notes they had was, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this without calling anybody out. The male player uh-huh. that uh-huh. was with us, that, with me that evening, um, said, hey, I, I got my drones as close as I could, but I need help on my drones. Okay. My drones aren't, like, on. They're not spot on. The um, other player was a lady, and she was like, hey, um, I'm getting a little bit of that squawk back because, you know, mm-hmm. she's been having trouble with her channer on that high hand stuff, squawking mm-hmm. on the high because the high G so taped down. And she's like, yeah, like I get a little bit of squawk, but, you know, I know you like you did a little bit that helped it last time. I think I need a little bit more of that. My drones are pretty good. Um, I've been playing a lot like I'm 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 right at where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Dude, like. Literally, people showed up, like, ready to rock for this gig. That's nice. And I'm just, like, I'm fucking flabbergasted, <laughs> obviously, because I'm, like, who are you? And what have you done with the people I've been playing with for the past 12 months? But I also, like, I want to encourage that kind of behavior because I'm, like, shit, dude. Like, people showed up. They were ready to rock, and they're, they're treating it professionally. There were still some, some fuck-ups. Sure. Um, like, basic fuck-ups and things like Scott and the Brave. Um, some fuck-ups in, like, marching in deportment. Um, sure. One person cut off on the stop marching command from the drum major <laughs> instead of cutting off on the super blatant Obvious, fucking shaking one. my hand. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, little things here and there, but I was just happy that people were taking it seriously. I don't know how we got off on that. I'm sorry, I took us off on a tangent I, there, yeah. but, but, yeah, like, I, I feel like it's worth, it's worth mentioning. It's an honorable mention. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Josh, and, and I'm not going to rehash the bad incident that happened with Al-Qaeda, but <laughs> did you follow a similar process that day? So I, this last game? Yeah, so our, our process on the day is pretty cut and dry. Like, it's cookie cutter. Like, we're, you're there a certain amount of time before we're going to play. You're setting your stuff up and blowing it a bit a certain amount of time before we're going to play. And then at intervals between then, like I'm not going to have everybody play their fucking ass off, but the interesting thing, and here's where I call, here's where I noticed the difference. I noticed the difference because at the disaster gig last weekend, I very much resisted the urge to browbeat everybody. 
because like it was bad and i just wanted i wanted to line everybody up and just be like you guys fucking suck go home and kill yourselves (laughs) but i didn't i just said hey like I, i i told him i was like there's really nothing i need to say like everybody knows what went wrong everybody knows why it went wrong we can talk about it a bit on Tuesday mm-hmm. and, you know, like we'll talk about it at band practice. So I, I resisted the urge to savage everyone and it somewhat paid off. Why? I don't know why. What do you, well, explain what you mean. Like I didn't I savage why, everybody. Did I didn't savage everybody. And then, and at the next practice, people showed up wanting to fix the things they'd screwed up at the gig. Mm-hmm. And at the next gig, people didn't screw up obvious stuff. This is why Josh is a hero. I just want to wait. This is my hero song. This is your hero song. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just saying. I think. It, I think. I think it takes. I think it takes equal parts: savaging people and not savaging people. But like at the concert, I was ready to fucking kill everybody. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, do we savage people at the concert though? No. No. I didn't. Uh, did you? Well, downstairs, I lost my shit for briefly, but yeah. No, yeah, but I you, lost my shit at my concert. So yeah, you lost your shit. Um, I think fully justified lost your shit because <laughs> it was a blown cutoff in practice at the concert and I'm just like and then and immediately followed by a blown attack where people were playing the wrong fucking tune right <laughs> like so I I think that you I think you losing your shit in that case was absolutely justified <laughs> but it's interesting that you, Joe well okay so this this brings up lots of interesting questions but so you you didn't lose your shit the person did reference that to you. I mm-hmm. remember you telling me about that. They said, thank you for not losing your shit on us, even though we sucked. Oh, no, I or did lose my shit. No, no, no. I'm talking to... I'm, I mean, Josh, we're gonna, I'm going to get to oh. yours in a sec. Okay. Because somebody said something to Josh about not losing his yeah, shit. Yeah, no, they, the, they, the thanked me, they thanked me for not losing my shit, even though I definitely should have. They knew that... They thought it was coming. Let's put it that way. Hmm. So, and he didn't. But, you know, by that point, it's basically over. So, <laughs> one of the interesting things I remember about playing in Seamus's band way back when was in practice... He was a fucking monster. He would rip you to shreds. In a gig or a competition, like as soon as it was over, he he did not say a word. It was like yeah, he's just done. He didn't. He, it was he loved you regardless of what happened. Did not matter. So that always stood out to me. It was interesting. I don't know if you learned that in SFU or if that's how they are, but uh, like during practice, like it's on. Like you're an asshole no matter what you do. Got to. <laughs> but during the competition or the performance. You're done, and he and it's like, well, I, I assume he just assumed he just thought, well, it doesn't matter now, like it's over. So, so it's all why, it's all over with, yeah. Why bother? You know? I don't know, Joe. How much of a dick are you um, when people? Well, screw it depends up? who you ask. Uh, <laughs> well, tell us about your concert and what happened there, like how you lost or why this happened or whatever. <laughs> it's stupid, uh, and my band will even tell you because they looked at me like I was like, why is he being such an asshole? Uh, but uh, we had four coolers, and I brought in five bags of ice. And I was looking for the bags of ice and come to find out that all of the bags of ice got put into one cooler and I lost my shit. So wait, so you, so you lost your shit because the ice was in <laughs> yes. a different cooler? Was it even musical? <laughs> well, it was musical ice, you know. That is, that is all out. it took? That is all it took for you? But the th- I, and I was doing so good with the music part because I, I'm surrounded by people taking care of the music. And I don't have to keep an eye on uniforms because someone's keeping an eye on that. So, yeah, I found something to lose my shit on. It squeezed out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so. All right, we got to take it. It turns out my, my wife uh, told them to put the ice in the cooler, so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you lost so, your shit. So, essentially, it was your wife's fault all along. <laughs> it, 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 
That's correct. Dr. Brady fucked up. On the right side, you have we. uh, You you can't really be that mad at her because she puts up with you. That's correct. What? I didn't hit it. Did he hit it? Joe, was that you? Did you hit your mic? Oh, that was me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Drink, bitch. <clears throat> oh my okay, goodness! Fair enough. So okay, Joe. Why? Okay, so I'm curious. Why did you lose your shit over the ice? Why? Why did? That, why was that? That's the thing that set you. Why off? was that the straw? Was that there, broke yeah, the yeah, Joe's? Like, was it, it, it wasn't a straw, that? Andy. I think that at, at every event, I have to lose my shit about one thing. That was the and thing. And that was stupid. That was the thing. So if, if that's the thing, I'm cool with that. It was ice. It, it wasn't anything to do with the performance because the performance was. Pretty fantastic. So and members to, are actually being good band members. I need to learn something from you then, like because most people in your is something going wrong here. You just got to twi- twi- turn your mic back towards your face. <laughs> Did it twist on me? Yeah. All right, sorry, Joe. So when things like this happen, which apparently happens at every performance or gig or whatever, your band, for the most part, as I understand it, loves you, right? I've never heard anything negative about you from your band members, but I only talk to the leadership. Well, I mean, you know, aside, as aside as from the occasional asshole, uh, right? "f you, Joe Brady." Well, yeah, but exactly. That's all in love. <laughs> but I think they know where I'm coming from, it's, and I come from love too. So, so how do you lose your shit and people still love you? Because fucking everybody because it's me. comical. <laughs> I lost my shit over ice. Well, that's true. That is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> and I came back hours later, having to apologize, going, "I'm sorry, I lost my shit because of ice." See, see, I have, I have a very different, I have a very, I have a very different reaction. Like I, when I lose my shit, it's usually well after the event. So like something that pissed me off at the concert, I'll like lose my shit on someone that like didn't hand me the divider at the checkout at the grocery store. Like it comes way later. So you'll take it out on someone. Uh, yeah. Like it'll just be like all of a sudden I'm like, well, thanks for holding the door. You fucking cunt. Like, (laughs) And it's like, it's like way over the top, and I was like, I'm I'm actually mad about something else. I thought, I it was about my band. It's okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, try to explain to the poor old lady at Albertsons that you called her a cunt because your bagpipe band didn't have a great show the night before. That doesn't really yeah. work. Like that doesn't yeah, translate, is, especially not. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. So in my neighborhood, <laughs> that really doesn't work. <laughs> you own it. Hold on the door. Uh, I, I'm pretty direct with who I lose my shit at. It, it happens right to that person. And a lot of times it happens in front of other people. And that's not always a good thing. I find the other problem I have is that I like everything I say, I usually say with a smile to some extent because I think everything's funny. Everything, everything is fucking hilarious to me. Uh, I've, no, I've seen you do that without being And funny. so some, so sometimes, sometimes you do. So sometimes I'm just like, yeah, like never fucking do that again. And I'm smiling, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, but no, really don't. Like, yeah. really never do that well, again. Well, no, last year, remember, you described the... The throat slitting story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was yeah, watching we already talked about the background. We already talked about that on the that show. That was not joking at No, I lost I my... I, I, I fully <laughs> lost my shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just like, here. here's the thing. If you fuckers do that again... <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know. I don't know what's... What do you think's most efficient, Joe? Like, what gets the most results? What gets the most results? Carrot or stick? I, and and listen, guys, I don't go into it with a carrot or a stick. I just go into it as me, and I do lose my shit. I, I have it out in people because they're not doing what needs to be done, mm-hmm. at least in my eyes, what needs to be done, and I, I take it out immediately. Hmm. And I generally, I check myself right when that happens, and I think everyone knows, oh, shit, he's in one of those moods, or, <laughs> oh, he took his pill today, and everything's going to be fine. Uh-oh. Did we oh. lose? No, I'm sorry. I yeah, have a distraction he, here yeah, in my office. 
is it is it a human distraction or an animal distraction? It's an animal distraction. I'm going to let it out. Hold on one second here. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We're going to take a quick break. So where did we where did we leave off? There? Well, in the notes, Joe losing his shit at the concert. The beer sergeant. We still got it. You could you could just edit that out later, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Joe! You did that to all of us. I did. Uh, yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Five minutes in. Yeah, way. Is Lucy still in the bathtub? You can hang out if you want. No one's gonna no, be there. No, she's eight. out now. You think you think fucking Kelly Sheehan's gonna be there at eight o'clock? You're mistaken. No, yeah. Are they still going to that place? Starting there and then figure it out. Want some Kirk? Oh, you got some good stuff. Look at you. Good thinking. <laughs> Actually, it's not so bad. It's, it's decent. Oh, thank goodness. Maybe they'll finally get rid of them. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. We're recording right now, so I can't say about what I've already offered to do. For what now? The crack house. Oh. Nobody ever lets me Molotov anything. <laughs> So is underage drinking. <laughs> Joe, you're a cop. Is it? Are we allowed to throw bottles of gas, lit gas, into people's houses? Yeah, I don't know what the the law is like there in, in Nevada. But what if they're? Uh, what, what if we anything here? really? What if we really don't like them? <laughs> yeah, it's better if you don't not like them. Well, we could take after Trump and just uh, they might be illegal, anyway, so we yeah, can just who knows? do it. If they're illegal, well, we can. Well, they're certainly squatting in that house. <laughs> Okay, so we left off on Joe, his freak out at the concert. Correct. So we got. So I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us back in, guys. So play along, okay. please. One thing too, before you go on, let's skip the JD thing because I want to do a whole episode on that. I'm gonna cut it right now. Bingo, bango, bongo. Because <clears throat> yeah, that's a whole episode know? worth. Yeah, that JD sent us some stuff for an episode on. Thank you for drinking that, by the way. Uh, for remember like, last the like episode shitty on pipe major, sh- like shitty band members, being like a shitty, oh, yeah. shitty band member. Okay, we can so, do a whole thing on that. Everybody ready? Yep. So aside from Joe losing his shit at the concert because people didn't put the ice in the right bucket, um, <laughs> it's always something. It's, there's, it's, there's always something. Um, we do have amazing. to let's let's finish off some of these emails uh, so we can get into what Rab would call the topic of the week. That was good. So we have a uh, we have an email from, um, let's see, Ian. I think I think we're okay with using his name. He didn't say not to. Yeah, and it's not it's not like an. This is you, man. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. So Ian says, "Hey, fuckers! As a Canadian, I have a simple reason why so many of us are so quick to mention we are Canadian. It's because." Don't shoot, I'm not armed, can be a mouthful to get out under pressure when a cop, <laughs> <laughs> when a cop pulls Holy you over. Holy shit. Sign. Because there's so many dead Canadians out there from, from American yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's no black Canadians, so yeah, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> well, there's one. I think he's an SFU. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, blame Canada. Signed Ian. Oh, thanks, Ian. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Is this, is this in response? He's so nice. Ian sounds so nice, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's very formal. He's That's very for, Canadian. Yeah. Right? He's very. He's very polite. The goddamn Canadians are just such such polite people. Uh, even when they're tossing your salad, they're just very polite. <laughs> it's the melting pot. Come on. <laughs> okay. So I have another email. This is. Um, 
Uh, I, I'm not going to use the name because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to use it because it's one of those like stream of consciousness fucking Hemingway emails. So it's a care package. I was going to send you guys some stuff for our 20th anniversary dance from our service band. Where would I be able to send it? We are considering coming out to Vegas next year in March, which is not when our games are. But just for a change of scenery from our usual shit that we do here in New York. Being drunk in another state sounds like more fun to us. It drives me crazy when I listen to the podcast. It's like you're talking about our band on every fucking subject. (laughs) We are in a rebuilding stage, as always. We are kicking around competing again, but I am nervous we might drive a giant wedge in the band between the street guys and what would be the competition guys, which does certainly happen. It does. We have experience in this. Yeah, at a certain point, the people who want to compete will drive the people that just want to play dress up out. Yes, they will. So if you want a bigger band, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. (laughs) We have players competing with other bands in the area. We have three guys, soon to be four, that compete in grade two, one guy competing in grade three, and two guys in grade four. It would suck if we have those guys play in grade five with us and then fuck the whole band up from it. So I guess it's Rakes of Mallow for now. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we are all elevator mechanics. Oh, I'm a little specific. Um, These pictures are of us playing the Freedom Tower. Oh, so we got some great pictures from these guys. This is awesome. And they say hashtag FU Joe Brady, just to sign off. Yeah. And cheers. We should probably post one of these pictures. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we should save those for sure. Those are awesome pictures. (laughs) But uh, thanks, Kevin, for writing in. Joe, is it weird that um, you've become a meme? We gotta no, it's uh, it's entertaining. It is. We need to actually come up with a F.U. Joe Brady meme specifically. Well, we get when we have pictures of Joe. I think the hashtag is you know it it, it does the job, Andy. <laughs> you think that's all we need? We don't need a picture of you. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like, he's like, ease up, guys. <laughs> he's like, I'm famous <laughs> enough. Leave me alone. I had someone. I had someone. Sure I don't need a Winnie the Pooh shirt. You know. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I had someone stop Eeyore. me on a. I had someone stop me on a fucking me. airplane saying, "Wait, the Joe Brady? <laughs> You're the F you Joe Brady? You're the fuck you Joe Brady?" That's <laughs> no, fun. Speaking of which, Joe, um, it's been a while on the show. While I have you on the line. Fuck you, Joe Brady. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, yes, fuck you too, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Love you. So and next, you skull. Well, you know, I yeah, get that right. a lot. No worries. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, Okay, so Fusco. Um, so we didn't get to play this last time because yeah. we were trying to power through what we knew would be sixteen hours of Andrew Douglas fucking just going wow. on and fucking on, Jesus. droning on. You're gonna Jeez. give the guy a complex. <laughs> He's gonna get in his head. He's gonna he's gonna have some kind of a he's gonna have some kind of an issue about feeling boring now. To be We're fair, just we got kidding, Andrew. we've gotten just lots kidding. of positive comments on. No, it, it was so a really far. it was a good episode, I and mean, he was not nearly as bad as he thought he was. And the parts where he was, I edited them out because I actually <laughs> edit when I edit the episode. Busco, so do Wait, I. Were those the parts where he wasn't talking? Well, I mean, yeah, we just you know we made it mostly me and Andy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't talk a lot. So we got a we got a voicemail, right? We do. This is from, is it from the one and only? It is. We haven't heard from him in a while, and we're super excited to have him back. But he's back. He's back. It's Fast Eddie. Yes, sir. How you all doing at the Channerant? This is Fast Eddie from South Carolina. Or should I say, Fast Eddie from the Berry. I'm not in South Carolina, boys. I'm up in Boston visiting my cousins. And in a neighborhood I affectionately call the Berry. Roxbury, Massachusetts. It's not really cracker-friendly, but I sure enjoy it. <laughs> and boys, I've been listening to you, catching up on some podcasts, and i noticed seems to be a common thread. You boys don't really like pipe tunes. And I'd like to know, 
what pipe tunes you boys actually find acceptable to play in a parade or even to listen to in a parade. Rakes of Mallow. What what tunes do you boys actually like? Because from the sounds of it, I'm not, I don't even know why you boys even play the pipes. I <laughs> think you play it. the pipes just so you can have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing, boys. Fast Eddie might be coming out to Las Vegas. That's right, what? boys. Woo! Finally. We're thinking of going to Los Angeles, me and a few fellas from the band. We're talking about maybe stopping over at Las Vegas a couple of nights. So I'd sure love to meet you boys in person, maybe oh. at nice watering hole. Just do me a favor, though. Make sure you don't tell Meatloaf Carrie until I'm miles and miles and miles away. I'm so glad we saved this for her birthday. With that pocketbook, or better yet, tossing me in leg scissors with those meatloaf legs. I think she'd probably crush me in half. That wouldn't be good, boys. That wouldn't be good. That's all, boys. Fast Eddie signing out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my god! So holy shit! So we're gonna have Fast Eddie live in studio, right? That's gotta happen. Oh my god! I'm not so sure that's a good idea, though. That's like the except Keymaster. I'm, except I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Fast Eddie live, and I'm gonna bring in Meatloaf, Meatloaf Kelly, Absolutely. and they're just gonna duke it out. This we is, won't even have to do any work. This is a bad idea, though. This is like that's a key, great idea. This is like the Keymaster <laughs> meeting the gatekeeper. Like, bad things are gonna happen. <laughs> can, can you live stream that, please? Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. Only for Patreon members. <laughs> That's a surefire way to get that more Surefire way. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Dude, we, dude, we could build it like a boxing match, like Meatloaf Kelly versus Fast Eddie. <laughs> oh, this is going to be amazing. Dude, I'm so excited. Did he, did he give you any dates on like, when he's coming in? or No. no. All right. Well, respond to that email, and I want to know. I want to know these things. These things have to be planned in advance, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. apparently, we're like a real show now. We have to have fucking notes and like plans, plans. and schedule shit, which you know, I, that's not which what I still signed. doesn't happen until last minute. But <laughs> well, and, and <laughs> your show does. Well, and you're still going to be thirty minutes late no matter what. Hey, that's what I do. <laughs> we don't call him the late Andy Fusco because he's dead. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm going through the show notes. Where there's no way we actually get to the topic, but. Fusco, you just played the Outlander Christmas Party. I did. So. This. Okay. Joe, wait, 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 wait. Real quick, Joe. Do you have a, like, local Outlander group? Club or whatever they're called. You mean, like, Wiccans? No, 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 no. Like, we're talking, like, an actual. No, literally just, like, a fan club for the show Outlander. And books. Not that I am aware of. All right, so this is the first thing I recommend. Go find your local chapter. Because they exist. And become, yeah. they are there. I it's guarantee crazy, you they're dude. there. It's fucking mental. And and become friends with them immediately. <laughs> I, I don't want any more friends, but. Well, no, not you. Just somebody in your. <laughs> well, you do, only have two. Do a single band member male a favor and befriend these people. Whatever you do, do it immediately. So. <laughs> let me tell you why. Because if you want to get banged by some horny old broads. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is the this is the place to do it uh, the best thing i've ever done is become friends with the outlander people which is uh for the most part it's like 99.9 percent female and one guy <laughs> well he's not technically a member though he, oh he's not yeah i, I thought he I, was. I don't think i don't think you're allowed to be a member if you have a penis oh maybe that's true i don't know but <clears throat> so there were no men allowed at this event for one i found that out when i walked in i didn't realize that oh, it's in. a fucking harem dude <laughs> 
<laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever done. Um, I've been to a few of these. I've been doing this for this is maybe the third or fourth year. I, I went. I went last year. To you spe- were there to spectate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was this was the biggest one yet for sure. So um, I walk in playing. They told me to come late on purpose and be a surprise. They didn't want. They didn't well, want they, people. They don't, they don't want you to come early. <laughs> Certainly not. Not these women. <laughs> so. <laughs> So um, I I walk in playing, which is not which is pretty normal. I just assumed it would be the same as every year. It's kind of a lame party, generally speaking, or it has been in the past. Just a Christmas party with people that like to read books, apparently. So <laughs> people <laughs> read books, fucking nerds. <laughs> so we walk in and I'm playing, and they're hooting and hollering, and there's way well, probably what forty people or so, way bigger than it's ever been, and so. I stop and I start again, and then all of a sudden, one of the crazy girls—I forget her—I don't know her name off the top of my head—but great, crazy. What do you mean by crazy? Like uh, one of the more like certifiable or no, 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 more. Yeah, she's just more rambunctious. Okay, rambunctious. She's, she's out there. Yeah, as and so she kind of runs up as I'm playing and sticks like she has like a dollar bill, or two a fingers up your beehole, and she starts sticking muddy in like my uniform or something, right? So you're and pay, then, you, so you're buying drinks tonight. Well. Depends who we're with. If we're with Meatloaf <laughs> Kelly, she's buying here. <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> but anyway, so she starts sticking money in my kilt and stuff, and and then all of a sudden, the whole group of them start doing this while I'm playing. Right, I'm like stop, start, whatever. I must have made, I don't know. It was a lot of ones. I don't know how many, but there was a lot of ones in that. But you don't know. You don't know how to count your bagpiper. <laughs> I made $12. Dude, it, it was it was wild. Like, he, he won't learn how to count <laughs> until he's finished his drumming training. <laughs> so everybody... <laughs> oh, my God. So people start just sticking money up my kilt, in my hose, in my up my shirt, whatever, all this stuff. I'm like, this, this is great. I didn't expect this at all. <laughs> right, right, into the, right into the old brown eye. <laughs> I didn't get any fingers up the ass, but... Um, and there was some definitely attractive women there this year. Well, I mean, there's been uh, here and there over the years. But I was like, um, this is not what I expected when I was so agreed Joe, to do this as a favor for a friend. <laughs> essentially, um, what we've learned is this is why Andy was fucking late to the podcast. Yes, so that's exactly why. <laughs> so when so I'm, and in his defense, I'm, I'm actually looking at the pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. I understand mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that Fast Eddie? Oh, he, he's... How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yeah, he's here. <laughs> I'm, so I'm can, out here in the Outlander fan club. You can see me wow. tagged in the I'm out. I'm out with the Outlanders, and let me tell you, <laughs> me and mm-hmm. Kelly is here reading some books. Mm-hmm. So at one point, all these people are sticking money in my stuff, and I walk up to Kelly because she's there. And I'm like, what the hell? Kelly's the only one not giving me, you know, not doing this, yeah. right? So I, w- I walk right up to her, like, what the hell? You know, like, I'm playing, but I'm like, what, what's up, Kelly? And she's, like, waving me off. She's not doing it, whatever. So I get done playing at some point, sh- and she walks over with whiskey. She's like, you know, I, I don't tip in cash. I tip in whiskey. So I'm like, oh, there you brilliant. Go. Yeah, be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing that happened to me. So, uh, yeah, no, this was a great event. Very fun. I enjoyed myself greatly. I I got lots of nice pictures and girls grabbing my ass and reaching up my kilt and all that kind of thing. Very attractive women. 
Listen, I think if you're going to do it again, you should probably get a pirate shirt and kind of do it in character. Uh, if I had known, that. I would have worn something different. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you should dress like the people on the show, and then you'll crush. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, now I know what I'm going to do. Larping. I have ideas for next year. Joe, we'll talk. We'll figure yeah, this out. Yeah, we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll fly <laughs> Joe in for the Outlander Christmas party. <laughs> I don't know if All the right, Vegas yeah. Outlanders are wilder than normal Outlander women or whatever, but... I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like we have to worry about the paycheck. He's got a doctor wife. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, but Joe, do yourself a fa- or do your friends a favor in the band, like Dalton or whoever's single. I don't know. And uh, who who is single right now, Joe? Who are you trying to pimp out? Uh, there is there is no adult males to be pimped out at this juncture. Really? Then pimp yeah. me out, motherfucker. Yeah, dude, I'll come well, play we'll that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you just tell you just tell everybody in Virginia. I and know bring, a guy. Bring four bags of ice with you if you move here, okay? Because I need ice. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, he's not. He's not very good looking. He's not great at music. Uh, but he's a highly functioning alcoholic, and he can tongue start a tractor. So, <laughs> that's uh, just tell him that, and then I'll come out and visit. Don't tell your wife okay. this, Joe. <laughs> she might leave you. <laughs> oh, not for me, dude. Have you seen Joe Brady? That man's glasses are perfectly fit for his face. Have you seen his balls? I have. Well, they're yeah, they're, they're right next to his heel. <laughs> hey Andy, what happens in Norfolk? They're, stays they're, in they're Norfolk. right next to his gilly. <laughs> That's why he's singing bass in the hey. new version of Bollocks and Fiddle. Mm. Bollocks and Fiddle. Andy, who was who was your roommate in uh, at the tattoo? Andrew. Andrew Care. Yes. Oh, excellent! Oh, the two Andys we had together. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope to be his uh, roommate in the, at the next event. Well, I think he is uh, intending to be a part of the Spirit of 76. I can't wait. This is going to be the greatest thing of all So, time. So I realize now that there's no way in hell we make it through all the show notes. So I'm going to pick and choose, guys. And if you don't mind, the... Uh, we the, can just skip all that and go right to the topic. If you the want. next thing I want to do is I want to talk about the fake ad. So we tried to set this up. We were talking about we were talking about Waking District's concert earlier. Yeah. And I... We were desperately trying to set it up, but we didn't have the time to um, get an ad in the program that was a Chanarant ad, but we were going to pretend to be a Scottish travel agency or like some kind of like a tour <laughs> tours of Scotland. Who's the who, who was the name of the? Do you know the name of the guy that actually came up with this idea? Uh, it was remember? Kenny, wasn't it? No, oh, it wasn't Kenny. It was somebody that wanted to fuck with Joe. Oh, what was his name? I don't. Oh, know. There's a list. Yeah. <laughs> somebody so, sent us this idea. So they sent us this idea, and like, like, yeah, we got to get we got to get an added. And so I was trying to like I was trying to get it done in time to where it'd be like this travel travel Scotland fake company ad. And it, in the, with like, like a dick in it, like somehow. in the clouds, <laughs> like in the clouds, it was going to say like hashtag F you Joe Brady. <laughs> yeah. There's no way Joe would not have. There, it yeah. would have had to been so perfect yeah, for there, him not to notice. I, it. I couldn't, I couldn't sneak it past Joe. <laughs> but yeah, nice. that, that would have been great if we'd done it. But, uh, so, but we didn't just like we didn't do a lot of stuff on the show. So everyone can just cool your fucking jets. <laughs> we can't get to everything. Um, speaking of getting to everything, um, this this came up on my news feed. The Piper's Dojo link. Yeah, Piper'sDojo.com slash analingus. Yeah, it's analingus, not analingus. It's analingus, not analingus. If you want to get 15% off your Piper's Dojo membership, you do analingus, not yeah. analingus. Yeah. And when that doesn't work, coupon code analingus. And when that doesn't work, we'll talk about it next, <laughs> next week. Because <laughs> We've actually gotten a couple of Dojo. <laughs> yeah, type it Dot in. com slash F U Joe Brady. 
great. Now, now this next the right code. This this next thing. There it I, is. Yes. This next thing I definitely want to bring up because someone stole Takahashi's pipes. World champion. Trevor Takahashi's world pipes. champion. And <laughs> and I have a bounty out. <clears throat> I have a bounty on these pipes. I don't know how this is going to help him talk about it here, but so <laughs> well, I mean, if anybody's listening, if you were listening, um, Trevor Takahashi of the Pasadena Scots Pipe Band, they just won world champion, world champions. Uh, his pipes were stolen out of his car, which is a major fucking bummer. And also, who steals pipes? Well, Pe- see, this is the thing: pieces of shit. I'm. I have a story. Yeah, it's. Before it's okay. happened many a times. Let's get into stories, but before we get into stories, I'm putting a bounty out. Any person that recovers these bagpipes and there's an and here, you can't just recover them. I want you to recover them and I want you to savagely beat the person who stole them with a sock full of batteries. If you do that, then I will send you a free Channerant t shirt of your choosing. Uh, MSRP fifteen dollars. So you know, like, like you're, you know, once you pay your legal fees and all that shit, you're, you're really gonna be ahead. I promise. Also, send us a picture of you beating the person with the sock full of batteries. We will use it on you. <laughs> hey, Joe, you used to be a cop. Um. What what's the uh, what's what's what what are the ramifications of stealing a set of bagpipes? Well, there is jail time involved. Uh, we were actually at a, an Emerald Society meeting in a basement of a church in Chicago, and two uh, two beat toppers walked in with uh, we'll just say uh, a shithead that had a set of bagpipes that he had stolen out of someone's car, and we recognized said bagpipes and gave the shithead said opportunity that if he could play them, he wouldn't have to go to jail. <laughs> that is the coolest jail. thing I've ever heard. So he went to jail. Because he couldn't play I him? can't play the bagpipes! Might have been Fast Eddie. Holy shit, this is how Fast Eddie knows you. Could be. And um, what what are the uh, ramifications for hitting someone with a sock full of batteries? Yeah, I would say that's probably doing bodily harm to someone is going to get you in a little bit more time in jail than theft. Damn it. It's yeah. broken system. It's a broken system, Joe. I know. I know. <laughs> it is a broken system. So I just want to say, like, when you guys <clears throat> give me shit and laugh at me because I bring my pipes in, every time we go out for drinks after band and, every, and I'm the only one that brings my pipes in. I don't give you shit in, for that. I know exactly why you do that. <laughs> I do not take chances like that. Like, I would never leave my pipes in the car almost ever. <laughs> because you're, yeah, especially I mean, if I mean, they're besides, visible. Besides that, the theft part... Temperature. Yeah, if it's oh. too hot or too cold outside. That's why really why I do it. It's just not worth the. It's just not worth the chance. I bring it into every stupid shit bar. Everybody's like, "Why do you have a suitcase with you?" Oh, because I'm moving in. <laughs> <you know. laughs> no, it's, I'm going to steal some ice from this Dude, place. Dude, you got to get. You got to get on the Pelican case. <laughs> no, nah, that thing's too big and unwieldy, in my opinion. It's smaller than your your case. The Pelican it's case is, pla- is, is giant is, plastic. Super. Yeah, it's heavy, but it's climate controlled. Dude, it's waterproof. It's it's great. Ooh, I like. It's a suitcase just as easy. It's way cheaper. Yeah, but you can't beat someone to death with a <laughs> well, suitcase. Well, that's true. <laughs> you could hurt somebody with that thing, that's for sure. 
Plus, it keeps you in shape carrying it around. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, the Pelican case is the way to go. I stand by it. One of these days, we'll do, once we launch uh, Channerant TV in 2019, we'll, we'll do a thing on, you know, my pipe case. <laughs> but, my, but my pipe case, you could throw out of a river, you could run it over with a truck. You guys could set up, you know, a YouTube channel with uh, reviews, product reviews. We could. Yeah, we could. Yeah, yeah. that'll be great. Who's going to trust us? With that kind of shit. <laughs> Wait, well, you're, try, you're trying to get us. Hey, Joe, you want to be in charge of getting a sponsor? <laughs> we got to bring Joe in on the team. Chatterant, brought to you so, by Shepherd Tone Enhancers. So, really quick, Tone Enhancers. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for posting that photo of Zach. Zach Cochran got his got his hoodie. He did. Finally, yeah. it only Which, took him six months. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, very excited. I'm, yeah. Sorry, guys. Our, we're, <laughs> we're really bad at doing anything in a guess timely what? manner. Guess what? Our uh, shipping intern is the same as our social media intern, <laughs> and it's a dog. So <laughs> she, uh, she's she's doing the best she can. Yeah. Just as a reminder, Zach donated his original shirt that he bought from us to a project which has yet to come through, but it will. I'm, I have faith that it will come through. So then we... We sent him a. Uh, can we talk about? Can we cover. talk about that project or no? I would say keep keep yet. it keep it little yeah, keep a lid keep on it. it. Yeah, okay, let's keep a lid on it because it's so supposed to. We're come not to. we're not in the peer pressure phase yet. We're in the uh, let it happen phase. Well, Aaron McLean, you're out there. I will. We will. Let's pressure him right now by yeah, saying, okay, make it happen, motherfucker. Yeah, you know you know what we're talking. <laughs> you about. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> but no, we don't want to announce it because if he pulls it off, it'll be so awesome. Dude, if he pulls it off, he's a goddamn legend. <laughs> but anyway, Zach donated a shirt. To make this happen, his shirt personally, yeah, and um, so we, dude, the hoodie, hoodie, the hoodie looked really good. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen the hoodies. He looked yet. very happy wearing. The it. funniest thing is everybody, everybody has Zach more. Always looks happy. That's everybody true, has does. more merch than I do. <laughs> like I, I only order merch to make sure it's not misprinted. Which with a mug is yeah. a great example. By yeah. the way, has anybody what won is, the what mug? What does yet? the mug say? By the way, well, the mug they printed both logos on the same side. Yeah, well, like. It, that makes sense now. Thinking about the handle, though, it makes no, sense no, more. no. It should. It, it sh- wasn't supposed to go that way. Yeah, I, but I anyway, listen. we're we're getting in the nitty gritty. Um, so <laughs> Zach goes hey, So we we uh, might as well get into the topic. Well, one more thing. Let's thank because we are about to drink. It's also we're we're fifty minutes in, but there's a decent like five to eight minute buffer. Yeah, yeah. No, but let's just thank uh, Brad from Oklahoma who uh, sent us these amazing beers uh, yet again. Holy shit, dude! Okay, so Rufftail, <laughs> I, I have no idea why Rufftail isn't like considered an official sponsor at this point. Yeah, because because I have an <laughs> awesome shirt from them. Yep, I have great beers from them. We've so got that, beer glasses. This is the uh, the Hail Jucifer. Hail Jucifer. This is this is an IPA which I'm probably gonna hate, but uh, we didn't want to waste any, so I'm gonna drink. Hell some of this. no! <laughs> and also, it's great because the, now they have um, six point six six percent alcohol by volume beer. <laughs> Dude, how awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> and they and they've started sending us uh, Team Andy and Team Josh beers. Yes, yeah, he he draws on them and everything. It's great. So Dude, yeah, here's uh, to Brad, Brad for sending us a great beer, and we'll drink these over the next few episodes for sure. Dude, yeah, we'll be drinking these, and um, I look forward to hopefully seeing you, you know, in April, man. Come out to Vegas and hang out with us. He's coming. Oh. I didn't mean that as a joke. God damn, that is good. It's it's fucking that's terrible. Not, that's not like an IPA. It's not super no. hoppy, so it's not so bad. It's not super hoppy. And it's it is juicy. <laughs> oh, this this episode of the Chanterant Podcast brought to you by the Chanterant store. Buy all your great Chanterant gear and t shirts and even tick tops for the ladies. 
It's a hot one out there, this world pipe band competition, so don't forget to head to chanterrant.com and buy yours today. <laughs> so, Joe, the real reason that we had to have you on is to talk about um, what we've affectionately named the Joe Brady Method. And where does this method where does this method come from is that, that's that's what I want to know. Someone someone um, who may or may not have been on the last podcast uh, leaked the details to me uh, of yes. of you know your the way that you guys kind of get people from chanter to bagpipe. Well, right, and it's Piper's Dojo where you too can hold bagpipes in the palm of your hand. He has, uh, Andrew put together an amazing program that I'm a member of it uh, for solo pipers. And the struggle that I had with his program is how do you integrate band players? Sure, yeah. And that, that's always been the approach that I've taken is how to integrate a group of people into a band or get them to uh, assimilate or integrate into what you're doing. And uh, the group that we had the most success with recently was a group that we started in 2017. It was a group of about 30 people when we first started. And I remember telling everyone the very first day, look around because half these people will be gone in the next three weeks. And I don't, <laughs> That's motivational. I, I, yeah, I know. Well, it, it, you know, where's the ice? Um, I, I make the point too, not to learn anyone's name. And Ooh. I don't want to learn anyone's name Do for tell three this? months. Do you tell yeah, them this? Yeah, I tell them this. Oh my God, yeah, this is this. brilliant. So uh, it's not, it's awful. And it's just, it's the way I operate because I don't want to get attached, right? How do I know your feeling? Absolutely. Um, Because you invest so much in people. Yep, definitely. And uh, so this group, the process that we followed, it was a group. We had some people that knew how to read music. We had some people that played on their instruments. We had some people, this is their first time playing. Uh, We had some people that, you know, have some forms of dyslexia where they couldn't read music. So we had to find all these different ways to get the group moving together as a group instead of, you know, an individual piper going to the dojo and just doing their own thing as a solo piper. Sure. Um, and so we started with the bass line, everyone clapping and reading whole notes, half notes, quarter notes, eighth notes, clapping along, doing our thing. And uh, the group kind of gelled together that way. Okay. And then transitioning, you know, te- you know going through the normal teaching process, Andy, that, that you do with new students. And we did it with a group, but we had to move the group as a group. So some weeks we didn't get past part one of Balmoral. Uh, some weeks we didn't get past scripts, but we did it together as a group. So, okay. Right? So and, let's look back up a little bit here. So yeah, you've been, okay. So you were teaching a group of people from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and at what point are you talking about? Like how far into this are you, when you're referring to Balmoral and grips, how far into this are you at this point? Would you say? Six months. Okay. And they are, are they on pipes yet or no? They're still no. in practice yet. Okay. No, and I and that that's the other thing. I, I, I talked to Andrew a little bit about this too because he asked me if we use the goose. And uh, mm-hmm. I used the goose as a kid and I hated the thing. I, I never understood when, when my instructor would yell at me telling me to blow, just blow. I, I didn't know what it, what, what it meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of had an aha moment a few years ago uh, thanks to Tad Myers from uh, Twin Cities Metro. He came up with this gauge idea to put on the blow stick. And it's kind of like the, the, the water meter. What does Andrew call uh, it? Manometer. The manometer. Manometer. Every time it just... Manometer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a portable manometer that you just put right in your bagpipes and you can watch. So anyway, so we treat the practice chanter as one instrument. 
and then we treat the bagpipes as a separate instrument. So that was kind of an aha kind of thing for Andrew because he, he never saw it that for, from that perspective that we were doing. He's always saw the goose as the step. And mm-hmm. so we treat it essentially as two different instruments and it, it stays two different instruments, right? Well, they're, so it's not, the, like they're both instruments. That's, that's the biggest thing for me is like when I, when I freak out on people at practice, when they're like playing their practice chanter, like it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah that drives me, that drives me nuts. Like, no, like, yeah. that's, that's an instrument too. Anything, anything you're making music with is an instrument. Yeah. The fucking, uh, melodica that you're blowing air into and playing the keyboard, the fucking saxaboom is an instrument. Like, <laughs> well, the, the, that was a funny thing that w- when I was back in New York in September and I posted a picture of me recording it, right. And they had a picture of my chanter in the background and it has tape on my practice chanter, right. And mm-hmm. we got so many messages. Why the fuck would you tape your practice channel? To tune it. Because it's a musical yeah, fucking instrument. And yeah, I don't want to tune, like you shit. tune that shit. Like, <laughs> like those need to be tuned too. Like Everything I, needs to be tuned. I learned that from Robert Watt as well, that your ch- practice channel is an instrument. Like, let's make it sound good. Like, when we would do uh, summer schools or whatever with him. Like, like, like the, <laughs> the idea is like, okay, so I play guitar. And I don't tune my acoustic guitar. Because I only play my electric guitar at gigs. <laughs> like what? It's like no. Like they're they're, they're both instruments. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like you, it, it's all very important. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, another, another thing. Your happened. practice chanter should sound good. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was working towards playing possibly with the LA Scots. This was like two two falls ago, and I remember somebody telling me I forget who it was that told me this, but like he said like Colin, who's a friend of the show, will, like he will tune your practice chanter when Absolutely. you're in the group. Like. Everybody needs to have their practice chanter tuned to a certain pitch, whatever it is. Because you want to get used to you want to get used to the sound of of the notes relative to each other sounding good. Yes. So, like, I'm like, oh, he's really going to the extreme, which you don't hear that they do that. But But that's also not extreme. Like, like it seems it seems like (laughs) common sense. Like, yeah, like you want you want it all to sound the same. Right. That that's part of our normal process. Our our chanters students, we start that way. We tape on their chanters and we tune them and we go around the circle. Let's hear how it sounds. Yeah. Because you're right. It is. It's a separate instrument. It has to be treated as such, too. Same with the bagpipes. Plus, you're you're immediately instilling the idea of tuning with tape at the practice chanter level. Mm Mm-hmm. To to instill how important that is, no matter yeah. what, like like and, no matter and, what, and we're no matter so what, like their, we're not even ears. gonna we're not even gonna practice if we don't all hit the same note, right? What were you gonna say, Joe? What was that? Well, no, just that uh, it's it's ear training. It, it teaches them what's what what it's supposed to sound like. Absolutely, yeah. Because as new students, they they have no idea what it's supposed to. They don't they don't know what's good or bad. Correct. And, yeah. and what's refreshing to me is when I have a student that they'll they'll show up to band practice and say, "Hey, listen, my F is funky." Yeah, that's this is a, a student's been playing for a year and they that's know and it's just when and, they figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a little out, right? Mm-hmm. So you teach that ear training early on, so they know what sounds right. And Ken McKevney always says, "Dude, that's a double-edged sword." When we start doing that, yeah, so, it can hey. be. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So it this, is, it's just a bit of a fight when, when things start to get clear. This this also goes back to last week's episode of 10 Clues Your Pipe Meter Sucks. Because there there's a lot of work that can be done can be can be done where you're you're teaching people to tune, you're teaching people to listen for that. And one of the clues of a shitty pipe major was someone who didn't want to teach anyone because they wanted to always be the authority. They always wanted to be like, well, I'll tune you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about learning that. I'll tune you. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the thing I like about um, the Joe Brady method or, you know, the Viper's Dojo method is that, like, learn tuning early on. If, if, if your shit's fucked up and you don't know why, walk in and say it. I've been playing for fucking 15 years. How many times have I come to you and said, this thing's not doing what I want it to do? Beard magic. Yes. Fix it. Yeah, yeah. Give me some beard magic. It happens often enough. Well, you heard, you heard Andrew sure. even mention that with, with Inverary, that they would, you know, if someone's having a problem with, with a note or, or their chanter, they would go to one of the sound guys. Yeah, man. Like, I, I know exactly how my instrument to play. I can tune myself. That's not a problem. But every now and then, when it gets real funky on me, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, Fusco. I... I haven't experienced this yet. Fix this. What, how, do, how do I? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, like, I, here, here's what it's doing. Here's what I wanted to do. Do do your beard magic. Like, give it a little bit of a shave. Give it a little bit of something. Uh, it's it's a, usually a lick and a poke, as they say. Uh, <laughs> don't, hey, a lick hey, and a stick. as don't, Joe Brady's wife says, don't, just give it a lick and a poke. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Doctor Brady says, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> But but the big thing the big thing that I wanted to get to with the Joe Brady method was um, the idea of people playing with drones only and yeah. people having to march and I want I want to flesh that out before I have to cut everybody off because of time. That's fine. So so right uh, about six months in we have the bagpipe conversation get their bagpipes going and we start one drone at a time and I I put everyone's bagpipes together with that student so that they see what the bagpipes look like and they're not afraid of the beast right. Mm-hmm. So then we essentially get them blowing their center tenor and we put a gauge in that goes right into their blow stock where it has a, you know, a speed dial in front of it. Yeah, I know and we tell them where the sweet spot is. We tell them your sweet spot is 28 PSI and I need you to blow at 28 PSI. And within 90 seconds of putting a, a brand new bagpipe or on a set of bagpipes, tell them to blow a 28 light bulb going off in their head. They figure out the squeezing and blowing all at once. Okay, so I'm curious though because you guys use this like um, stock thing. Um, I don't Every, know. You're right. I don't know and if you want to mention who, where it comes from. It's up to you. I don't care. But well, no, I mean Tad, Tad Myers designed the thing, and Roddy McClellan just kind of refined it. Okay, so. this episode brought to you by <laughs> by this McClellan Bank McClellan stock. Thing. I'm in Matthews, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so the dojo subscribes to manometers, the water thing, you know, and, and I don't know <laughs> the Windex manometer. <laughs> Manometer. And so, it's, it's, it's great. It's just not practical. You can't take a, a manometer into the circle with correct. you. Correct. You, you can't take, take it, it on stage with you, right? Exactly, yeah. So, you can't march march with it. Yeah. So but so you're still teaching the sweet spot method, but just with a different object or a different Right. With uh, the one that's personal, it's right on you. And then, you know, getting into – so then we'll open up the second drum, and then we'll open up the bass, and we'll teach them how to tune and listen. Oh, hold and on. Let, let me just clarify that. So you're, you're starting with the middle tenor with no chanter, correct? Correct. Okay, great. So, so I have a question too. So, uh, the the PSI gauge you're using that's on the blowpipe. Yeah, it's, it's actually in the, in the stock. Blow, blow stock. Yeah, yeah, I have I have a sample of it. I have one. So, does that does that change depending on which drones are open and not open when so you're setting the sweet spot? Right. So that that comes when we start setting up their bagpipes and balancing them based on that read. So we just start out with we want you to play your drones at about a twenty eight which is a, actually quite a bit of pressure, right? Yeah, it's pretty significant um, for a beginner, yeah. Right, but we want to move on Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a shitty bike tire, but okay. No, but I'm talking in reference to, like, <laughs> channel read strength, like 
28 is right just under medium, I would say. So that's pretty strong. But also, it also it's inter- it's an interesting method to me because it sets a number to read strength. Yeah, but that's been happening for a while. Just nobody does it. Nobody very well. Very few people use that. Like system. hard, hard, medium, and easy is no, one thing it's to completely say. Relative, but yeah. like <laughs> twenty-eight psi is like very. <laughs> is it psi or is it inches of water, Joe? It's inches of water. Okay. Ah, okay. So, but either way, it's you know whatever. But as long as we have a reference point, so. But you, how do you choose the sweet spot at twenty-eight? Is that just because you know that's where you want them to be eventually? Because without a channer, you can't pick a sweet spot, right? <sighs> So it's you, a little bit of a balance. So it just comes into as we start to pop the rest of the drones open and balance the instrument. Mm-hmm. The real time when we really find the right sweet spot is, of course, when we put the channel reads in. Right. And we try to start everyone with a channel read that's about 28 or 30. Okay. Okay. You so know, you're, starting, some, you're, you're starting people at medium, like yeah. quote unquote medium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can't tune the easy reads. It's, it's too difficult. It's super difficult. Unless you have like the ability, the finesse to play an easy read, which is... Well, no, but nobody then does it's frustrating that. for the student because then every time they strike their reads in, they're, they're you know, scurling. Yeah, Or their exactly. drones aren't coming in right. So, yeah. I mean, we don't want to make it hard for it. The instrument should be easy to play. And that's what we try to kind of instill yeah. in them. Well, it shouldn't be easy, but it should be fun. No, it, well, right. physically... You shouldn't come away from it that, oh, you know, this is awful. What an awful night. I can't breathe. Yeah, no, no, no. You that's know? how I, like, 15, 18 years ago, whatever it was, like, we played Ruiz way too hard for ourselves, and it was a nightmare. So well, I, I did too, and I got you know blow blow tone. Okay, what does blow tone? What mean? does that fucking mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, people could not define that 18, 20 years ago, whatever it was. And, you know? and we we define it with our new bagpipers on bagpipes in ninety seconds. Blow tone. This Absolutely. is what tone is. It's belong a twenty eight squeeze exactly. or, or blow. That was one of the and big things for the Piper's Dojo that they objectified a subjective thing. And it was brilliant for me once I found them and how Andrew uh, makes everything not subjective. It's very specific. Mm. Well, so, you know, yes. which is exactly what you're doing essentially. The thing, the thing that I like about both of these methods, the Piper's Dojo method and the Joe Brady method, is that you're you're quantifying instead of qualifying. So, like when I when I was learning, it was like, well, that's that's good and that's bad or that's hard that's a hard read and that's an easy read mm-hmm. like as soon as you can measure something it's the same thing with like working out as soon as you can measure something you can immediately track your progress if i can it, measure it if right. i can measure the you know steadiness of my blowing if i can measure whether or not i'm hitting the beat on the metronome if i can measure you know my uh, solo competition progress over time I can improve. If it's all qualitative, then there's nothing there. Like, I, I can say, well, this judge didn't like me, and this judge did. Or, this time it was cold, and this time it was hot, and that's yeah. why it sounded like shit. There's yeah. a lot of bullshit. Yeah. That, that sounds like excuses. Like, the most, exactly like, the more, the more you can, the more you can quantify things, the more you can, like, break it down and really measure every single step. Like, that, that's the way that you elevate it. You elevate it to a level that will be, you know, awesome and not a service band <laughs> and it, it doesn't take a lot of time especially with with brand new people it happened just like that yeah. uh, with pipers and everyone in our band plays one so from from ken mckevney uh down to our our, our newest young pipers they yeah. all play the same gauge yeah. and i and i would like to ask both of you a question yes which is knowing what we know now mm-hmm. if we had a teacher that knew what we knew what, what we know now 
how different would your trajectory be as a piper? Like, significantly. Different. If I knew all the shit I know now and taught myself, it'd be crazy. If like, there's so much, there's so much development that's happened just in the past like eight years. Mm-hmm. Well, it's. I, I don't know if I'd say development because it's always been there. It's just knowledge, like delivering that knowledge or access, way to, access, access to, knowledge. to share. Yeah. No, or I think that's else. important though. Like this is what they used to call the secrets of the pros. These kind of things like, dude, it took me 15 years to get mediocre, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If I, if I knew what I do now, I could have been good by now. Like if, well, and Josh, we, we never stop learning with this stuff. We keep finding little ways to tweak things or little things that go wrong. You know, you asked about the marching Andy and the reason we do the marching with the gauges with the drones. Yeah. Is because me personally, I found that when I was doing attacks and marching into the circle, when I turned into the circle, right. I would overblow. Yep. I remember you telling me the story. Yep. And I was I was trying to hear myself. That's because your shirt's the- not tailored right. Yeah, so I got the bag one for me. <laughs> your shirt, your uh, shirt was just it was just squeezing in too much. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to hear myself. I was trying to hear my chanter as I turned into the circle of sound. Right. Yeah. The trick is and always I- to disappear into the <laughs> circle. So, Joe, let's go back for a second because we, we still haven't hit this part of the transition. So, sure. you have somebody blowing a middle tenor, for example. Then what do you do exactly? So, they, they, we have them blow just a middle tenor for a couple weeks, maybe a week, two weeks. Uh, and then we pop open the second tenor and we get that one going. We get it balanced and we teach them how to tune those two by ear so they could hear it. Two tenors, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. And then we pop open the bass. And do you take one of the tenors away? Nope. Okay. All three so go. All three go. Okay. Yep. So then, and what? then we'll do some. We'll do some marching. We'll do some attacks. Uh, and again, this is just attacks with just the drones, right? And going through the physical mechanical motions. So so far, we're and, looking at potentially weeks and weeks of drone blowing only. Yes, and in parallel with that, we continue to work on tunes on the practice chanter and exercises and the normal practice sure. chanter thing yeah, yeah. For, for for playing. Sure. So. Tell us about the metronome marching part, because this is the part that really grabbed my attention. Yeah, so and that has to do with you know blowing tone when when you're on the move is how, how do you you maintain proper tone, especially for new people, because it bounces as they're moving their bagpipes. Are, you know, we set the metronome out, we got it going about sixty beats per minute, and we have somebody playing, and we'll do an attack and march in, and they're blowing tone while that person's playing, and it's a matter of what's going on with my gauge and my blowing while I'm marching to a metronome, hearing someone play, walking around in a circle, and all these things are going on because this, it it may seem just so simple and easy for us. So, you know, we we do it, you know, we could could march in and do an attack, but this is all new to them. Moving and playing, holy cow, it's another element for them. And then moving, playing, and someone's making noise around them. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness, what do I do now? Um, and we saw that people were spiking or under and overblowing, and it's a matter of finding that sweet spot, not only while you're just standing there blowing tone, mm-hmm. but while you're moving. Yeah, no, that's huge. I, I think that's something severely lacking in our process that I'm absolutely going to instill coming for, going forward, is that we're in such a hurry generally. Again, it's such a battle for numbers most of the time <laughs> that you're such a hurry to get people into the band. And even I fight back from our old band manager who used to really push people into the band really quickly, <clears throat> um, where like they're so so wildly unprepared for moving and playing at the same time. Even though they go through an audition process of having to play and all that sort of stuff, they've up to that point never had to march ever. 
right? In our process, right? Yeah. They've, we've never... No, in the way it is now. Yeah, the way it is now. So <clears throat> people struggle so much oh, with yeah. marching. It's yep. amazing to me, and I way underestimate... It's like you just Because it just seems so easy yeah. to me. <laughs> but, this, <laughs> but, but this is the see, thing, Josh. Like, this is the thing where... That. Th- that. That's exactly right. Like, that. that's where... Like I think I think you're like we we've said this before on the show. You're always learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like when people ask me, um, how long does it take to learn bagpipes? Well, <laughs> your entire life, forever. Yeah, I get that all the time. It takes forever because, like you know, there's shit that I wish I knew when I started that I know now. Um, like just just in this episode, in the in the in the process of recording a bunch of dick jokes with Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. I have thought about the fact that really ball jokes and we jokes. should make people start tuning their practice channel so that they're used to knowing how tuning works. Yes. You know how do Because like this. for me, cuz for me I'm like like you know and I'm I try to be I try to be as good as I can at when I'm making changes mm-hmm. on people's pipes mm-hmm. at events, I try to tell them why. I tell them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So I'm just, doing Josh, this. no no going into this Josh that it is a double-edged sword as it like, starts to get refined. You start to hear and see more things. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing this because of this, and here's what I expect as the outcome. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to back it off. Like that, you know. That's let's try. That's how I try to run because I wish that it. I I grew up in the same era of it being mystical. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and so yeah, like just the idea of like you can you could literally you could literally start teaching people how to tune their pipe channer on their practice channer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, I never thought of that before. Joe, go back to what you said. What what was the what's the double edged sword here? T- t- that as you start to refine things and you start to get more clarity, you start to see and hear more things that are wrong. Oh well, that's just oh, I wouldn't yeah, call that, it double edged yeah, sword. That's, that's uh, the curse. Of <laughs> that's having, just the way it is. That's just the curse of having it. Yeah. You gotta keep in mind the double the double edged sword. sword is I'm I'm still gonna get in trouble for calling people cunts. So. <laughs> So, so Joe, are you suggesting that your stu- like the student player, if you will, because when you as as they are as they develop the ability here and after that's out or whatever it is, that they start to um, w- what's the negative to that? Like I, I still don't see that as a negative, other than they get way up in their own head about it. Like they start thinking too much. So there's a lot of that that goes on because they know. They know that something doesn't sound right instead of just playing along with it. Um, in the double-edged sword sense, it's because we start to hear things wrong in the circle. So then when things are really rolling and we're playing really, really well, we have moments of brilliance. And then when there's a slip, everybody notices because it's tight. Right? Oh. The sound is tight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that seems with, with, with blowing. And, and now when someone just dips a little bit with the tone, we can hear it. It's crystal clear outside of the circle yeah. for us. Yeah. Whereas before, we probably wouldn't have heard it because it was a little muddy. Right. But that's, I mean, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Well, yes to no, right? I mean, it sucks that it's happening, but if they can hear it, they know. I mean, you, you can't do anything about it unless you can hear it. We struggle with, I mean, you're at a higher level than us. Obviously, you, you your guys are, you have a grade. Yeah, but we have, we have pipers at the same level of, as probably a lot of your players. Also, they have for drums. Sure. Well, they have drums, but there's well, that. There's that. <laughs> but at least, you know, the argument is that if you can hear it, you can fix it potentially. Because we, I mean, I deal with people that literally argue with me over, I can't hear it. 
Like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And then when you get into that fucking argument, you're fucked. Because it's like, yeah. you're, you're essentially giving, you're giving everybody an excuse, or you're giving yourself an excuse for why you can't fix whatever the issue is. And... <laughs> and at the point I you're do, just like, I do what do you think do? though? I think that we're like on an upswing. I think that the like the really general bullshit excuses we don't get as much anymore because it's it's so distilled. Like the the membership and the people that are still active and the people that still show up and play, it's distilled down to such a point where everybody knows they can't hide. Like we don't have the numbers to hide. Like they're like everybody knows. Like I, I know exactly where you are in your progress. I know, I know exactly. Like if you squawk, I know it's you. Like that, that that's the kind of thing where we, (laughs) the thing, the thing that is hamstringing us right now is also the thing that will hopefully in the future help us. Like we're hamstringed by the fact that we have really low numbers, but we know every single play and exactly what every single player's ticks are Mm -hmm. like here Mm -hmm. are the things that i am assuming you're going to do correctly or incorrectly right off the bat before you even start playing right so small numbers is you know it's it's double-edged sword i don't know as joe would say when we were twice the size i knew everybody's idiosyncrasies regardless i mean i knew i I still know it regard i know what people are going to do when 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 it the time comes, you know, so I mean, well, yeah, you're, you're like you're, you're like one squawk, one flight of the bumblebee, um, one egotistical maniac, and, <laughs> and no one drums, double toning drone that nobody can apparently hear. <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny. I mean, note mistakes you could fix, pretty easy fix, right? Uh, Play the right note. Play the right out note here, apparently. <laughs> you can say that all you want, Joe. It doesn't fucking happen, buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, okay, the third enough. note of Scott and the Brave is not a fucking C. Uh, maybe, good luck. Maybe the third note is the problem. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the Terry Lewis in front. No, it's, well, it's, it's the rundown. It's the rundown. It's a da 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 da. So you know, there's an Andrew Douglas classic you take where he breaks it down measure by measure for you. Oh, absolutely. Keep playing off. But uh, that method's fantastic. Yeah, but, but nobody will do that. <laughs> I think a lot of it is the instrument because why is it happening? Are they fighting their instrument? Is there a problem with the instrument? And we had Allie, Allie Henderson from, from Invericum, and he told us that 95% of what we do is instrument maintenance. And Absolutely. I, was like, I go, are you kidding me? The tree me of that sound, much? motherfucker. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so people, simple. God, people I, don't is get it weird it. that we just become, we become like a Piper's Dojo ad? Oh my god! Well, I mean, I, he just puts it in a way that he needs simple like, to say. Like, like, I feel like we need some royalties. <laughs> <laughs> we need something. Yeah. How about a discount if you go to pipersdojo.com/slash anal cunnilingus? Analingus. No, it's analingus. Goddamn it! Yeah, neither of those links work. See, by here's the, way. the here's the issue. Nobody will fucking sponsor us because we're assholes. Like they're scared to like put their name officially tied to us. I don't know, man. We might, be, we might, we might get like, uh, we get probably Lone Star Piper. We could, we get somebody, somebody that has. Some, I don't know. I've been told directly any, anybody, about him specifically. Anybody that has like true grit, okay. we could get. Dude, I've been specifically wow, told by a, a friend of a guy that knows Lone Star Piper that he will not advertise with us because we're because we're psychopaths because he's afraid of the potential risk of that. See, there's no potential. Him. There's no potential risk. The idea of potential risk is bullshit. There's 
just guaranteed risk. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but he, like he, guess what? <laughs> it's not like, well, I don't want to sponsor with those guys because they may or may not burn a bridge. No, we're going to burn it. <laughs> well, try, try the Patreon thing. Yeah. It, it's certainly a way to go because you have a fellowship here in the United States. Right, oh my God, and these are the bands that are struggling the most. Are the ones here the, in the states? Uh, oh. The the fellowship of the douche. <laughs> yeah. So, but you have some good douche. You really yeah, there's do. Plenty, yeah. Just look at I mean, fucking, look at the people that, that that do follow you guys. Look at the people in Raleigh, so North Carolina. I, I, I want to do some. Yeah, I want right. to do some final thoughts, but there is something that is very important that we have not gotten to yet. What's that? And um, it's how do we know when we're drunk? Oh yeah, mm, this is yes. a special. So segment. I figure, I figure this episode's had highs and lows. <laughs> this we're gonna end on a high. So we're gonna talk about how we know when the other person's drunk, and we're gonna start with me. Okay. Because we talked about this a little bit pre-show, but we, we had to save it. We had to save it for the show. Yeah. So yeah. how do we know when Josh is drunk? <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on this. And, one. and, and in the meantime, I'm gonna get even more drunk. By the way, is Cahill on the episode tonight? No, we had no K-Hills. No K-Hills tonight? No K-Hills. I hear a lot of clicking of porn in the background. I'm not no, sure that's Joe. That's oh, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's Joe. <laughs> I thought dude, K-Hill was on dude, the, the only Dude, time, the only time he can do celeb <laughs> NSFW is when his wife's, you know, like, oh, asleep right. already. That was her sleeping, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so this is what we know about Josh. This is from my perspective. As I've witnessed Josh over many years of drinking. You, you are probably one of the best... Um, uh, experts in this area absolutely you've I've been studying Josh me for years drunk for so long so <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things as the audience probably already knows josh is a um a very hmm how do i Egot- say this nice egotistical, egotistical maniac, maniac? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got a big <laughs> it's kind of a big deal right <laughs> he, he's he's a very big deal in his own mind for sure so when josh a legend drinks, a legend in my own mind yes absolutely yeah. so when josh drinks that's like times a hundred <laughs> so the conversation <laughs> when josh is really drunk becomes so much about what a hero he is it's it's fantastic Wait, can we get some hero music while you do this um, yeah yeah sure. yeah can we <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna shit talk me, I'd like some hero music. Hey, I know mine's coming, so now it's give all me, good. Give me give me some like uh, give me some like this is this is not hero music. This, this is like is, sad song music. This is hero. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, well, I, I was thinking right, like so. uh, okay, there you go. All right. <laughs> so Josh becomes a hero in his own mind, and the other thing though is that if you're in the room with him when you're talking to him, he does not look you in the eye. Like as when he's really hammered. He kind of like looks off in the distance and just talks about himself, <laughs> and it's fucking fantastic. It's hilarious. I'm, to looking, I'm looking to the future. <laughs> he's looking to the future to like how amazing <laughs> he's going to become. It it is fantastical to watch this happen when you're the semi sober one. If I mean, <laughs> it's every rare. other yeah, yeah. Every, every other time it flips. We never know what it's going to be, but but this is what happens. Like. Like, I've seen Josh drive people out of a room talking about himself before. It's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's just because I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> Wait, it works brilliantly, so... <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a good plan. Oh, uh, my God. So, yeah, Josh becomes a hero, and then, you know... I mean, granted, he does that anyway, God, Are we, we going to get, like, copyright shit for this song? Eh, not if we're talking yeah, over yeah, it. We're yeah, fine. There's no way. We're good. They'll never, they'll yeah. never track it, so... <laughs> So anyway, that's that's pretty much how I know when Josh is drunk. No, that's that's pretty good. You you you. Uh, he also gets very creative when he's drunk. Super creative. You you actually you were pretty nice to me on that one. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Gonna, I mean, I wasn't gonna be a dick about it. The other thing that happens though is Josh gets super creative and he he has like brilliant ideas. Well, we both do. We get super brilliant when we're drunk. 
this is we never think dude, to write yeah. any of this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, Josh is super creative. Dude, my notebook joke. is my notebook's pretty full. Uh, I, I write, I write he's, it up. He also has. Oh, okay, hold on. This is another thing. He has sixteen these, he notebooks. Has, <laughs> when he's super drunk, he gets grand plans. He's like, "We're gonna take over the world." Like he's got these great ideas. And then I know, like, I'm thinking, if I'm sober, if I'm drunk, I go right along with it. But if I'm sober, I'm like, this is never going to happen. There's never in a million years this is ever going to happen. Dude, one of those one of those <laughs> ideas was doing a fucking podcast, asshole. Well, every once in a while, something comes through. And again, wow. the Dude, idea of the podcast did not come from you originally. I'm never, here, here's the thing for me. I'm never going to win based on, like quality content i'm i'm number of at bats oh it's all about like, yeah absolutely like, i agree yeah. i've thrown a thousand ideas against the wall as andrew says said last time he's like done is better than good or whatever i yeah, forget how like, he says it but like, I, i've like thrown i've thrown a thousand ideas at the wall only like three or four stuck but that's okay like <laughs> that's okay yeah absolutely. those are the ones i'm known for Dude. nobody nobody remembers the shit that nobody remembers pipe band recap no like, absolutely <laughs> but, but that's the entertainment industry like they just throw shit against the wall and hope yeah. that something sticks you know what i mean so anyway dude like pipe band recap is still on youtube of us standing in I front know. of a green screen i watched i've watched it recently it's fucking like, hilarious it's so and that bad. was like and it just <laughs> it just didn't take like nobody, no, nobody liked cared yeah. <laughs> but circle of death everybody circle liked. of death like, people yeah. like, so. you, you know you don't know what's gonna stick you know you don't know something's good something's bad Who dude knows? That's, that's that's the thing for me is i just you know. like can i just say as a hero that circle of death was my idea it was <laughs> Not only was Circle of Death your idea, you did the intro music. Circle of Death! That's like, true. You, I screamed into you, the microphone yeah, dude. in my like, little apartment. Yeah, you remember, <laughs> I remember you told me about this because like, your neighbor complained because <laughs> you, you were sitting in your fucking apartment screaming circle, <laughs> screaming into a microphone. Circle of Death! <laughs> so ridiculous. But I mean... Dude, Actually, that fire graphic. Uh, well, that was all you. Like all the execution. Yeah, the was fire you. graphic was did not take me nearly as long <laughs> as it took you to so, do the so music. Johnny Cash. So yeah. funny. Yeah. But anyway, so. Uh, I guess we should move on to how do you know when I'm drunk, Josh? So actually, I wanted to start with Joe on this because oh, Joe okay. didn't. Right. Joe doesn't has never met me in person, so he doesn't know That's when true. I'm drunk. That's true. So Joe, I was going to ask you, how do you know when Fusco's drunk? Because you hung out with him during the tattoo. Oh, he he got he got like sloppy, touchy feely. Oh, big time in love. <laughs> dancy too. That's so me. Yeah, he did get dancy. Yeah, but his clothes stayed on, uh, yeah. so he you know wasn't a naked drunk. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a happy drunk. How's that? Big time. Fusco, Fusco was a happy drunk. The funniest thing with Fusco. But he got very serious too when he was, when he was drinking. Wait, did did he get, did he get the vacant stare? I don't think I got that drunk at that event. At that event? Joe would have saw that. Oh, you, no, you, you had, you were blind drunk on Sunday night. (laughs) Was I? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Maybe it happened. (laughs) I don't remember. We were were throwing. Buckets of ice off the second story. Oh, I remember hotel. that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was before you ran out of the moonshine, though, because that, that, that's, was, that's, that was amazing. Oh, you, I, I forget. Okay, so there's a qualifier to this because you guys gave Fusco moonshine. Dude, this is the greatest. Oh, yeah, and he is in no way prepared. His body is not prepared to tolerate that kind of shit. No, none Absolutely. of those people, not, especially the guys from Inverian Fife, that they were not ready for it. No. Dude, everybody was so drunk, it was insane. Yeah, he had <laughs> like, the you moonshine, have, like 15 bottles of moonshine with The you? moonshine and the pachin. Like, people oh are not God. prepared for that. Insane. Insane. 
So anyway, if you if you don't have proper redneck credentials, you should not be drinking <laughs> some fucking moonshine. Oh, it was the well, it was the greatest, but it was the worst. So anyway, <clears throat> okay. So I can always tell when Fusco's drunk because the light just like the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> you know, like like we'll be out and it's like, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, man. Whatever, and like he's like he's just like kind of like shaking his head, like looking around, like he, he's he's checking his routes, which is a That's term I picked up from the Australians. Uh, like he's, he's like trying to figure out, like, okay, are there who, any girls here? Who said that? <laughs> who said the routes thing? The routes thing was um, Honey Bourbon said something about routes, and then he clarified that that's, routes means like when you're trying to get laid. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. Know and that. and so Fosco was like, he's like, he just checks his routes. He's like, okay, like what? <laughs> what are the options? Is, are there any <laughs> options of anyone that I can take home or anyone that will take me home? <laughs> and I and you know it may be it may be a great story or I may be just be pushing rope and who knows. <laughs> It's always a great story, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but it, like the light goes out, and it's so funny because he gets incredibly friendlier, super friendly. I can always tell the difference between a hungover Fusco and a drunk Fusco. A hungover Fusco is just like a quiet, just like just leave me alone, <laughs> which is like more of your natural state. You, like yeah. your baseline is like just leave, leave me, me alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you're wasted, it's like. I'm going to be friends with everyone. Dude, I talk to everybody when I'm drunk. <laughs> like, I've never, I've never been in more situations where I had to be like, okay, seriously, like, this is, this, we had this, we had this last night. Last night, <laughs> yep. <laughs> where, where we're out, and I'm just like, okay, you cannot get me in a fight with these people, oh, because yeah. I can only beat, like, one of them. <laughs> I can only take one of these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, there's two guys. I can take one, and you're useless. I apologize. You're well, very. At the time, I wasn't, but it became useless. Yeah. yeah. Like, this... I was like, there's no way you're going to be able to do anything in this situation. Oh, dude, I had to check the situation. Okay, so <laughs> this this girl was, I would say she was hitting on me, right? Would you? Would Absolutely. You yeah, yeah. yeah. But she had a guy with her. So we were confused, dude. But then I was not confused. Like they were trying to mug your ass, but no, he seemed super is cool. This, is this like for Dirtbag Olympics four? This might be. Well, no, it it didn't nah, end up being all that interesting. Dude, it's going to take okay. us like a year to get enough stuff for Dirtbag <laughs> Olympics four. So you're good. But okay, like I I had to check with him. Like I went and talked to him. Like dude, like I don't want to get beat up tonight. So like if if I don't know what I don't know what the situation is here, but please tell me if you want me to go away. And he was like, no, no, no. He was super cool. I'm like, okay, I guess maybe they're not together. I they I never got a straight answer as whether they they were together. No, it, or not. It, it was, um, but it seemed like it, right? It they was, yeah, like it was weird. And then like like yeah, the guy that came up and like grabbed your tie. Oh, I don't remember that. And was fucking with you, and then he did the same thing to me, and I put him on the ground. Oh, I don't remember. When, was this outside? This is outside. Oh, I'm watching the band. Out. Oh shit! So the guy comes up. The guy comes up to us, and he's like, "Oh hey, blah blah blah." It's like your guys' uniform school. And he grabs your tie, and he's like pulling on your tie, and you're just like. What the fuck? And he did the same thing to me, and I fucking dropped the guy <laughs> immediately. Oh my god! No, like I put the guy on the ground. I'm like, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> and like, and I'm, and I'm a lover, right? I'm me. always like, let's just go get a beer and and hang out. <laughs> but I'm just like, don't, but don't grab me, motherfucker. I don't know who you are. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And this was that same crew. With the, the the woman that you were trying. Oh, was to. that crew? Oh, yes. Okay. Maybe they were trying. Also, to the test guy her. the guy came up with a bandana on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, okay. 
So maybe they're testing us. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but so anyway, I guess. Also, what what fucking world do we live in where I'm the fucking heavy all of a sudden? Because I'm I'm not a big dude. Well, the, in the group of the two of us, it's 100 percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I've got a skin do on me. That's the best yeah. I got. <laughs> Actually, you didn't. We I made you leave it. No, no, no. I kept. Oh, it. you kept I it. I did keep it because I was like, this is the only thing I got that's um, armed. <laughs> But yeah, man, like, it was, yeah, it was absolutely wild. So anyway, the way I know Fusco is drunk is when I get in these kinds of goddamn <laughs> yeah. situations. I start befriending women, and they have guys with them that want to beat us up. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we know when, Joe, know when is drunk? Joe is drunk? This is the so Fusco, question. I have no, I have no input here. This is all you. It's been like a year and a half since I've seen Joe drunk, but... It's been a year and a half since Joe has been drunk. Well, that's what he yeah. says. Is that true, Joe? That's, I would say that's a fair assessment. Drunk. Like, drunk. I, don't, I really don't have any recollection other than Joe becomes super horny and tries to hump, <laughs> tries to hump your leg. I mean, there was a little bit... There's a, there a lot of that at the tattoo. I remember... I have vague, a lot, a lot of, of leg humping. I have vague memories no of humping. Joe in a kilt, like, humping my leg. And, and when I tried... When I put him off, I was like, no, dude, I'm not into that sort of thing. That was Kenny. That was not me. Kenny under the bus next thing I notice is like we're at backstage at the fucking tattoo and like Joe's humping Allie's leg like false like like, he's all over Inverary like I don't know like Uh, false (laughs) yeah Uh. Allie I'm like I'm like who's who's this girl Allie no Alistair (laughs) Joe becomes super horny and super gay when he's drunk I think the sign that I'm drunk is I, I pull the Irish goodbye. I vanish. Oh, dude. Dude, I'm the expert. I got you beat on that. I don't know. Yeah. Like, we got to get you two in the same place because you who could do the better Irish You goodbye? couldn't get us in the same place because we're both going to Irish goodbye your ass. Yeah. Where'd they go? They're gone. Dude, here's how good Josh is at the Irish goodbye, right? So we're at a concert like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's the ghost and, concert. Yeah, the yeah. ghost concert. And, <laughs> and it's like near the end of the show. It's pretty close to the end song. Like, there, it's two and a half hours in or whatever and yeah. Josh just disappears he's like oh I'm going to the bathroom or something and it takes him a while to get back no, I was literally going so to the bathroom I, I literally text him I'm like dude did you just fucking Irish goodbye us because I because he's notorious for doing but that. but the thing when it, when I Irish goodbye you I uh, I never tell you I'm I'm going to do something else I just you disappear. just disappear I, just, I ghost right very often, actually, Josh tells me what he's doing, but he doesn't tell anybody else because oh, I don't yeah. care. No, no, because yeah. I'm like, All right, you're dude, you're the <laughs> you're the only person that would ever like get offended. He like he gives me a wink and he's like, I'm like, I know what's happening. <laughs> so, but he didn't do that. I, and I'm but like, I Batman that motherfucker. Oh, dude, I'm just like, gone. I thought for sure he was gone because it was like the end and he was everybody was getting tired and all this and I'm like, dude, that motherfucker disappeared. Nah, on dude, no, I, and, I and he didn't. He came back. I'm like, no, not oh. that time. <laughs> but I but I did Irish goodbye you uh, a couple times, like literally two in a row right before that concert because we went out and I was just like oh, oh yeah we're just drinking and whatever and I'm just like yeah it just totally blacks out like he does this fucking weird thing and, and like oh there he goes all of a sudden I'm gone <laughs> so Joe that's your that's your move then yeah that's my thing I vanish so do people know this about you yet or have, is it- I think they do because uh, um, you know I don't want to be fooled in front of other people <laughs> dude I make a fool of myself so often it's not even funny so well, I like, you know, I have, I have my band Christmas party coming up uh, in, in three weeks, and I, I will probably have a couple drinks, and I'll I'll do 
my typical karaoke routine, which is I'm too sexy for my shirt. Nice. And then YMCA. Wait, do you so, actually do you actually strip during this? Uh, no, but I, you know, I, I do the whole right set, Fred voice. Yeah, it's uh, dude. I have a little dance. I have a little dance on the catwalk, Josh. I'm gonna be making some phone calls for somebody to get some video of this. That's for sure. Oh yeah, we, we live can, streamed we can, it last year. Oh, did you? We can, def- we can definitely sort that. <laughs> so good times. So Joe, when he gets drunk, uh, disappears. So now yeah. we know. So we're gonna have to get Doctor Brady on this, and. Uh, She's usually the one telling me it's time to go. <laughs> She's the smart one in this family and knows when it's that's right. Like Joe's going down the wrong hole here. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a. St- <laughs> oh. I bet I bet she always knows when, when Joe when goes Joe's down, the wrong, down the wrong hole. God, I love Canada. Canadian people are just so nice. The salad tossers. Uh, right. cha- uh, Piper's Dojo slash analingus. Analingus. Colonel Lingus. Colonel Lingus. All right. So I guess that's our show. I suppose right. Uh, Joe, it's it's been amazing having you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're the greatest guest we've ever had. <laughs> like, a, That's not like, true. A, like I'm, give, I'm giving Andy all these hand signals. He's like, nope. I have no idea what he's talking. So trying. <laughs> no, to no. I, I was going to try to get a clean break audio wise, so you can edit it. Why? Why? And then we're going to do the outro. Why not just fucking go into it, dude? If you want to do the outro, I, I th- nail it. <laughs> get it. Get it, Fusco. So. <clears throat> you got this. I'm just giving us some silence. Joe, are you still there? So, I guess that's our episode for tonight. I mean, we had Joe Brady on the show. It's been great having you here. Thank you for coming on. You're always hey, thanks for having me on. You're arguably also, the least boring guest. I mean, well, I mean, he's less boring than complex. Less boring than Andrew Douglas. So. <laughs> I just want to say. In this season of love and forgiveness and family and, um, I don't know, whatever Christmas means, Joe, F you, buddy. From Channerant, F you. Thank you. <laughs> F you both. You know, F you, Joe Brady, was a, com- was a complete accident in episode one or two, whenever it started, and uh, it's the greatest thing we've ever come up with. So, yeah. thank you. We, we obviously uh, <laughs> wield power that we are not worthy <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I never meant to turn anybody into a mean. I've I've never I can't been wait s- to see what what twenty twenty nineteen brings. <laughs> Dude, you just wait, just wait till episode forty five. Voldemort coming on, it's gonna be great. Oh, I can't wait oh, to oh, build. Oh, oh, teaser. Woo! You can just bleep it. Yeah, you're gonna edit it out, right? No. no. Voldemort. We didn't say anything bad about him, so it's okay to leave his name in, right? Or, or no, should I put it in the Voldemort thing? Hey, you fucking yeah, tell me. Yeah, put in the, the Voldemort thing is very funny. Voldemort! <laughs> Voldemort! <laughs> Dude, that's our goal for 2019. Get Voldemort. It's not going to happen, so I I just let it, it go. I want it let so it go. much. It's okay. No, I want it. I want it to. God, that'd be such a fun episode. My other goal for 2019 is to get uh, Kenny Heiner as the southern chair of the... Nope. 2020. Well, whatever. Either way. My, my goal for 2019 is to um, lose my virginity. Really? Yeah. So eventually, oh, post girlfriend virginity, is that and not to uh, not to Joe Brady because apparently he gets humpy. <laughs> he gets very humpy and gay. Hey, listen, Kenny's but we got love him goats, for it. <laughs> so go to Memphis. Joe's. All right, or, um, I'm sorry, Kenny's got a whole list of things. Fusco, final thoughts. F you, Joe Brady. Joe Brady, final thoughts. Uh, F me. 
Well, I'd like to thank you all for listening to Chan Ram Podcast. <laughs> what would your wife say, Jeff? <laughs> and um, next time we're going to have Joe Brady's wife on instead of him. And uh, yeah, Fusco, if you wouldn't mind, play us out. 